Hey dad, how does one go from a zero to a startup business without failing? Good question, Jonathan. Let's talk about that. Welcome to the Hey Dad Show, where, yep, you guessed it, I sit down with my dad to ask questions, learn life lessons, and dive deep into business, marketing, and man stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Vogel, and I'm here with my dad. Hey, dad. Hey, Jonathan. So how do you start up without failing? I feel like that's the million-dollar question. Yeah, well, um, for all of our listeners, yeah, guaranteed, if you're listening in, this is how not to ever fail in a business startup. <laughs> oh, boy. Big premise, big premise, lots of promise in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, the, the thing that triggers in my mind is how do you do a startup without failing? The answer is calculated risk. You know, like a startup is risky. And so, um, I, I would say the only way that you could do it without actually failing is that you've had so much experience in the particular businesses that you've already started or, or in the particular field that you've been working in for a period of time that you know that um, with all the risk that you're going to take in the new startup, that it's just most likely not going to fail. You've put everything in place. You already have, you know, to be, to, to be totally frank, you wouldn't be shooting in the dark. You would be shooting very clearly at you know, your goals, objectives, so on and so forth that would make your business take off. And I know people that have started businesses that completely, you know, hit it out of the park. I know people that started businesses that went dead. And and I think the key is, I believe most people don't want to start businesses that fail, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's calculating the risk and understanding what they are and are they uh, risks that are small enough or calculated enough that it, you know, are not going to take you down. And, you know, I, I hate saying luck. I've heard it said there is no such thing as luck, but I've also heard a lot of people say, how did you get where you are? And it's like luck. I think Mark Cuban said, how did you get where you were? And he's like luck. Um, I think Patrick Lencioni and a few others, like it's, it's not luck. It's hard work. It's, it's putting everything together. And, and so, there is, to be frank, I mean, it is one of these questions that it's like, you know, if you're if you're listening in going, oh, he's going to give us the answers of how to be totally successful in a startup, you know, anybody that has any experience whatsoever is going to be like, yeah, right. You know, there's no guarantee to not fail, but uh, there is better probability of winning in a business by the calculated risks associated that that will help you win you know so if there's more win opportunities then yeah go for it you know and I think there are some businesses that are riskier than others or some businesses that can more easily win so yeah that's yeah that's so important how would you recommend like I guess then how do you the next step would be like how would you take that calculator risk How, how do you know how do you calculate risk well, that's a very big question. We're not speaking. I think it's uh, relative to the business. You know, like if uh, I I know of a of a gentleman that's been an engineer his whole life, and he's traveled the world and been engineer um, all over the world, and and uh, um, 
you know, engineer in Dubai, in Canada, in, you know, and had huge influence over a number of other engineers and, and, and living up here in Canada or living over here in Canada, wherever you're listening from, um, he, he decided to, he, and again, he's been an engineer for a long time, very well-respected bridge engineer, kind of a bridge forensic type of engineer, has a level of expertise that a lot of engineering firms would want, and he's very respectable. So when he stepped out to do his own business, i.e. engineering consulting, he was well sought after. He knew that in becoming a, a sought out, sought after uh, engineer as his own business that he already had clients that were interested in him. So he had a, he, he literally leveraged that and he didn't, to my understanding, standing have to take out any loan. He works from home, but he does quite well um, kind of continuing in some ways what he's already doing. And th that's a great example of someone who's kind of like taking that entrepreneurial spirit, but also very low risk because he already had clients that said, oh yeah, we'll continue, we, we want you to work for us. So for him, it's just like stepping over from a job to, you know, a company owner, you know? Um, and I would say a, a bit of a criticism for that is that's very time val value-based type of job. It's because he has a set of ex a set of skills that people want all over the world. So therefore he was able to start a business and is successful, but it's because of his expertise. Now the next level to me would be, how do you grow that? How would you, how do you scale that up? And, and I don't know, honestly, at this moment, how interested he would be in, in actually doing that. That'd be a great question to ask him. Mm -hmm, totally. It really depends on what you are. Like in his case, he has, Everything's set up. He's got the reputation. He's got the skill set. He's got the experience and the portfolio to start up a business to be really successful. Everything's in place, the right place, right time, right? But for somebody who's starting out, like even even like, well, heck, you, you're starting up a, con a coaching business. Like that, that type of industry for those kind of people that are like, I'm trying to start something and make a difference in the world. It's like you might not have a doctorate in something or a master's in something, but you want to start up a business or a side hustle for that, that calculated risk, like, what are you doing, I guess, is my question for, for you, Dad. What are you doing to take those calculated risks for, for starting up a business? Yeah. And people yeah. can kind of see how you're you're putting in that hard work to make it make a, your dream of running your own business a reality. Yeah, let me just qualify that. I'm not doing this full time. Um, I, I am working as an investor relations for a real estate fund right now. Um, so I am not doing this full time. So there's going to be a couple of boxes I can't check as a startup because I can't dedicate 100% of my time towards it right now. So I think one of the boxes, it's going to take more time to get it up off the ground, you know, and if it's something that I'd be looking at, I would be wanting to lever leverage, obviously, my expertise in the real estate world. Uh, towards coaching people who are in the real estate world. So I, I initiated a coaching business to kind of, um, I haven't necessarily launched it like out on LinkedIn. I do have a website now that, you know, you and I have created. Um, 
and we're licensed to, to do that here. And, but, um, I haven't really pushed it at the moment, so it's very early, <laughs> but I am, I am working right now to get my qualification to be an official coach, you know, and doing coaching hours and stuff like that. So I, I haven't seen a dime yet. So that's almost a, a great question, but I haven't made any money. So I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hardly say it's a well, startup. And, but, but and what you have been doing though, and I think what a lot the the point here I think where I'm trying to get to is like you're, you're putting in time and you're giving value to people and people are, you're getting testimonials. You're, you're building that reputation, that experience, that portfolio so that when you do start, you know, working towards, you know, that, that trade of, you know, time for value, that time for my time for money or that product, whatever that is, you know, you get, you got to start with putting in the value and, and, and giving, people a reason to want to engage with you and do business with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that, and that's a good point. I, I feel like I can bring a value to somebody that, that wants that, you know, it's where the, the needs of the world meet my expertise, that sweet spot, like a Venn diagram. And, and so I, I also, you know, there's another circle is my passion. You know, I like helping people. I like to help people succeed. I like to help people, you know, have that acknowledgement of like, Hey, I learned something or I'm going to grow from this, or I'm going to go succeed with what you taught me. And I literally had a coach section, uh, session the other day with a guy in whom it was my second or third time that we we're coaching. And he, he implemented some of the real estate things that we had chatted about. I helped him see a different perspective of his own business or, or a perspective of his own investments so that he would invest in real estate in a different way. He had some, had a real estate holding and he just saw it in a, in a new light. And then, you know, is, is pivoting and looking at, you know, ch making some significant changes that he wants to take. So I think that's what I like about coaching and that's the value I can bring. Um, and so when it comes to starting a business and succeeding, it's about taking that passion, that value and making sure that that can be delivered to a, to a client. You got to do what you love. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I think, um, again, if you're going to be making a product, manufacturing a product or developing a business or doing a startup, obviously it's got to be something that you hopefully love doing. Otherwise it's, it's a painful thing for you. Yeah. So basically to start up a business, you know, go, so if you have an idea, find what you love doing. I, okay. So one of the books I, I was, I've read and you know, this side hustle I, I, from idea to income in 30 days, it's a book that I read to start up a business and, you know, I was teaching piano lessons. It didn't pan out because COVID hit, but I, I was able to write down the, all the things I love doing and all the things I think I'm good at. And then you organize them into a list that helps you pick the best ideas that are most profitable that you enjoy the most. He is the most profitable and you enjoy them. And then you go and try and start a side hustle with that to make some side income. And I think dad makes a great point. You got to start... <laughs> got to start somewhere and you got to start don't just quit everything and just go it alone but do it start something part-time you know create create bracelets and sell it on ebay or do something you love doing you know and try to build that up build you might have to start for free but then build that up to where you can make some income and really pursue that passion and turn it into a business a side hustle that could turn into full-time right yeah yeah, I mean, and I, I haven't, I move in circles with people who work in real estate and so, and investors and, and financial advisors and so forth. And so there's a lot of people in whom 
have a lot of opportunities around them. So it's seizing the opportunity that's there, you know, helps in the success of a startup. It's seeing the opportunity, knowing that there's people and clients out there that want your product, whether it's business to business or business to the end user. Um, and so it's understanding that so well and then being able to put that in, in place. And so if, if you're going to be getting into uh, a business, one of the things you have to consider is just, you know, um, is it business to business or business to, to the end user? Is that when you, when you get to that point where you understand that what you're going to be providing or you know sales are going to come through or is, is that there's just different ranges. There's a very large range of investments at some people. So a side hustle may not cost you much. And it's not meant to cost you much. It's meant to minimize cost and then build a profit. Yeah. Yeah. And then whereas a, a bigger company were like, like starting a real estate fund or buying real estate, you know, a lot larger upfront costs. Or if you're doing it, like I said, manufacturing, starting a tech company or whatever, like those are, you know, large investments and have a lot more risk. It may or may not have risk, you know, depending on the calculated risk of it there, you know, like I've seen very successful companies like, oh yeah, I did this and now we're making money. It's like, oh, that was easy. And I've also seen people, we do this and we haven't made money yet for years and years. You know, it may take, you know, five years to get to that point. And so it's, it's what you can tolerate for a period of time. You know, you need to be getting, you need to be able to live, but at the same time, you know, there, there's uh, different levels of risk. And what is it that you're risking? For some people, it's, they're risking just, you know, may not be risking, you know, their stability of their life, but they're risking their investments, you know, so you need to understand that risk. And sometimes it's the risk of losing the time that you put into it. So I would say, understand the risk for the company that you are, or for the startup startup that you're looking at, at going into. And you're like, Oh, the risk is my time. Okay. And, and that might be super profitable, but it may take a long, you know, a, a, a period of time, whatever that period of time is for that startup to, to get up and running, you know, it, yeah, you got to put the time in, mm-hmm. you know, and the a lot sweat of sweat equity. <laughs> exactly. And, he, and I would even say that it's important to know that like, even if, even if that, even if that startup fails, what a great learning, learning experience, you know, that particular way you did things, that particular startup doesn't work. Yeah valuable valuable insight right yeah yeah and i mean there's startups that have a lot of people working and then they they you know i i'm not in the silicon valley so um there's startups that spend a lot of uh um money on on technological ideas and and i'm not in that space so you know if you're listening and you're in that space i mean i i'm not super familiar with it but i i know that space exists as well it's a very different world in that in that industry but i think like even just even just for people who just want to start up it's important to i think to recap just kind of like start with something you love that you think you can make money on and then just try it mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to try it and there's that risk of i've calculated this is what i'm gonna have, i'm gonna have to just give my time i'm gonna have to give some resources or maybe it's just my time to make the bracelets and sell them on ebay and maybe it's a little bit of cost to buy those materials or something simple like that. It's like, just do it. Well, if that, if that's your passion, great. Yeah. But, but, uh, but uh, you have to do what you love doing and have, and it needs to have income 
yeah. you know, potential. Definitely, you need, you need to be able to make money with it. Don't just love what you do and not make money with it. You know, if, for a startup, when we're talking about startup, you know. Well, it, it depends on what you want for pay back. Like, there's people that have started little, you know, multi-level marketing businesses. They make $1,000 a month, and they're happy with that, and they're done. They're like, hey, there's my startup. That's what I've done. And then that that doesn't satisfy the majority of people, I don't think. But I... But um, it could, <laughs> depending on who you are. But uh, I that's not necessarily a startup, although it could be. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's awesome, Dad. That's so good. And I think just for people, just to make sure, I think the, the key takeaway is like take those calculated risks. Take do something you love that's profitable, and just try it. Or do something you love that could be profitable. So yeah, passion. Do something you're passionate about and have calculated risk. Yeah, that's so important. That's so important. Yeah, and it's it's so I think it's so key to to make sure we're doing something that will get a return, right? Even if you don't know if that that side hustle will work out, you need to make sure you're getting a return on your investment. Even if you fail on the startup, make sure that you don't see it as a mistake, but as a learning experience, right? This is awesome. Thank you so much, Dad. Like I said, this is the Hey Dad Show where, you guess it, we sit down with my dad to ask questions, learn life lessons, and dive deep into business, marketing, and man stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Bogle, and here with my dad. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.